Boz. Welcome to the Land of Boz with Jeff Bosley. Good morning, everyone. It is Wednesday, January 23rd. I have a new microphone. I feel like kicking some ass. So let's get it on going. I have the monitor on, so I'm hearing an echo. It's really annoying. But sound effect now. Hump day! Yeah! That is right. It is hump day. And there have been some changes to the land of Oz. I've expanded the universe. So sit down and get ready for this explanation. Um, first off, a genuine serious thank you to uh, David Michael Frank of Future Sunsets. One, for letting me uh, borrow a uh, mother of Pete. <laughs> I have it on Do Not Disturb, and the only thing that can break through is a phone call. But solicitors are getting horrible. Um, but a huge thank you to David Michael Frank of Future Sunsets. Uh, huge, great advice. Uh, musical genius. Um, I liken him to like a Trent Reznor. The guy can do anything production-wise. So <laughs> huge thanks to him. Um, but after spending some time with him yesterday and really reevaluating what I want to provide y'all, here's what's going down. So sit down. This is all free from here on out. Uh, I always had a weird kind of guilt and um, he had me, based on what we discussed, he kind of confirmed kind of this weird guilt feeling I was having where I didn't like to provide something like a transactional, like you pay for a podcast, you get result. I mean, even though that's kind of the world we live in where we pay for, you know, shows on Netflix and you get your shows back. Um, But I, I like the heart of what Patreon is doing in that Patreon is designed to uh, provide a platform for people people to create art and content and people to choose to support that however they choose to and that's kind of what I've always been about people that have offered to help me or you know literally or metaphorically financially or non-financially have always just wanted to help this uh, Bosley Hollywood journey and by switching everything to free me giving you whatever content I chug out there because I'm a writer I write a lot of journals and articles and blogs um, I do provide video content, motivational stuff, silly stuff, fitness stuff. Obviously, the podcast is a blast. And by providing you just all that and providing it free and then giving you guys multiple ways to just kind of fuel the Bosley dream on Patreon or through Patreon via other uh, venues, um, that just kind of provides a uh, kind of a, a teamwork kind of team environment where we're all on the same team. There's not like a transactional feeling to it. So... Uh, your t- what you've already had set up hasn't changed. Um, it's just more of a huggy, let's all be in this together kind of thing. So uh, check it out, surf it, and uh, let's design this together. Uh, this is now much more interactive, even though it was massively interactive before, but it's very important now where we all work together on this. And uh, I'm still going to churn out content. The podcasts are a blast. Uh, I have a lot of guests and a lot of very intriguing and important and meaningful uh people I want to talk to. So that is the short of it. Um, if you have any questions, as always, chime in on the Patreon community thing. It's kind of like its own little Facebook, uh, fans at jeffbosley.com. Hit me on DMs on any of the Instagram accounts, any on the Facebook accounts, Twitter accounts. You have a, There's any way to get a hold of me. As you guys know, I, I monitor everything and I get back to you religiously. So um, that's where it's at. Uh, so for those patrons who have been with me from the start in that kind of transactional setting, thank you. I uh, hope you stick around. I understand if you want to alter your um, contribution, that is what it is. But for those of you who are new or around or kind of not sure how you want to play it now, um, 
to be brutally honest, um, you know, like a lot of people just let's go to the bare minimum. A lot of people were churning out eight quarters a month for the podcast. Um, now it's not that way anymore. You're still going to get content. You're going to maybe a lot more for, for the same price. Um, and, uh, hopefully everybody knows me by now is like, I, uh, I don't really mess around or goof around or waste time or money. And, um, you know, uh, fortunately my job is acting and, uh, but you know, those eight quarters a month from just the few patrons that have that, I mean, that pays, you know, sometimes that'll buy Izzy her dog food. So, you know, so one way or another that fuels my existence by not having to buy Izzy's dog food in this scenario that allows me to maybe get a piece of equipment rented for the Jack Reacher thing. So one way or another, the contributions fuel what I'm doing in Hollywood. And if there's, if I've ever in any way, shape or form influenced you, motivated you, inspired you, entertained you, made you laugh, made you cry, or just kind of somehow bonded with you via technology, just keep that in mind that uh, I'm doing this, uh, no joke, I guess what it really boils down to is everything I do in my uh, field, if you will, is for you, the end user. Um, literally and metaphorically. Uh, I don't make movies for empty theaters. That makes no sense. Um, I don't make podcasts for empty ears. I don't make video. I mean, everything is for someone else. And so you really truly are the end user and I am doing everything I do. To quote Brian Adams, everything I do, I do it for you. So let's just end on that beautifully poetic note that I stole from another composer and uh, (laughs) get into this sucker. And as we get into the rest of the chunk of the show, uh, here's where I'll ramble a little bit about my morning. And typically I record these the day before um, or the evening before. Uh, This is actually, it's Wednesday the 23rd, 8.34 a.m. So I'm actually recording it the day of, trying to get my poop together and give you all some, uh, the word content always makes me feel weird and kind of pretentious, but it is, it's content. So I'll get you some content. Um, But so I kind of get a little, I can give you a little bit different of a timeline for my opening segment of the show. And one thing, I won't do this in the fitness section because I want to make, I want to make fitness a little bit more educational, not just about Jeff bitching and moaning about gym fails, (laughs) but I'm sure anybody's with me that's followed me uh, that has some existence in the fitness world. But if you ever use the squat rack and then put a bar on the squat rack and put some plates on it and then grab another bar and put it at the front of the squat rack on the floor with some plates on it and then do your workout and then walk away, you failed twice. One, you're hogging two bars in a squat rack. Uh, Two, you walked away. This D-bag, this is, again, it always reinforces why I try to get it to the gym at 3 and 4 in the morning. Because uh, the D-bag crew is at full effect at this after about 5 a.m., maybe 6. Uh, dude just worked out and walked away. And it's uh, leg day for me, and about 5 and 6 o'clock, it gets busy. If you don't unrack your weights, or if you don't rack your weights, as in take them off and put them away, no one knows when you're done. So that rack just sat there because most people assumed this guy wasn't an a-hole. And then he was coming back. So don't do that. And also, I'm sure you're all with me. This is, this is therapy for us, right? Especially in big cities, you all know this, especially for your Los Angeles people. Parking protocol. Don't park and leave about a, th- like if you're at the end of the parking strip, like before, like an intersection or an alley, and you're the first person to park on that segment, you know what I'm talking about? 
Don't park three feet back. You've wasted three feet. Pull up to the edge of that and give some people some space. Nobody can park in that three-foot spot. It's absurd. So, yeah, that's that. On a more happy note, it's Wednesday, hump day. I'm really excited. Allison and I, she's one of my closest friends. Um, just existing in her presence is just peaceful. <laughs> so she's uh, been one of my closest friends. We have a cool history. I should actually have her on the show. I mean, heck, she's the opening op- uh, She's the opening voiceover at the beginning of the show. That's her saying, welcome to the line of bars with Jeff Bosley. That's Allison. Beautiful voice, beautiful person. But her and I are going to Wicked tonight, the, uh, the musical. Um, not a huge musical guy, as I've said on other shows, but I respect him, and I like to hang out with Allison. And her and I just watched, uh-oh, yawning, and it's only 8 in the morning. We're off to a good start. Uh, but her and I watched The Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman, and I was like, you know what? A good musical is a good musical. And getting out and dressing up a little bit never hurts, too. Uh, but yeah, those of you who are messaging me about SHOT Show, if you don't know what SHOT Show is, it's basically the Comic-Con for, uh, oh, sorry, for comic or for like um, weapons and tactical gear and all that kind of stuff. It's, and that's in Vegas every year. Can't make it this year. Um, just the funds aren't there. Uh, I could, And I'd have to go... No exaggeration, Saturday morning, I'm going to help set up for the Fit Expo a little bit, and then I'd have to leave, go to the Fit or the uh, SHOT Show, and then fly back Saturday night. That pretty much requires private jet level stuff, and there's no back and forth on any of those quick, quick uh, like Alaska Air ones either, so poop happens. But, speaking of which, uh, this weekend, Los Angeles people or surrounding uh, LA people, if you come to the Los Angeles Fitness Expo, I guess you could call that the fitness, the Comic Con, uh, the fitness of Comic Cons. Um, it is at the LA F- Convention Center downtown. I will be working with the Catch a Lift Fund at their booth, booth 327. Um, and uh, basically, the Catch a Lift Fund is a fund designed for wounded combat veterans um, that uh, helps get them in, get them what they need for physical and health and well health care and well-being as far as like fitness, not like medical health care. Uh, I mean, they provide everything from diets to training to the assistance with getting gear and uh, adapting modalities for fitness and for, you know, like amputees and stuff. I, I feel almost, uh, I don't know, I, I'm actually speechless when I work with them. Um, I'm honored to have been brought into their circle. Um, I was up in Connecticut for, uh, they have a, it's like a four, it was almost a five day, what they called warrior weekend where they brought up a handful of us and we hung out and trained a freaking lot, uh, went, had a lot of court workshop and some seminars. It was just an awesome bonding weekend. These people, the woman who runs it is astonishing. Her name's Lynn Coughlin and her, tr- her crew are just ridiculously great. And they're going to be here to booth raising awareness for their campaign because it's all, it's all donation based. So, um, their, their work, they have their work cut out for them. So I'm honored to be part of that. And there'll be a little bit of Theragun action. Yours truly works with Theragun. Uh, another thing I'm stupefying, stupefyingly just stunned at. So we'll be there. Um, and lastly, uh, I posted this on the Patreon page, um, for those of you who are interested in the uh, Call of Duty posters, they're still available. Um, the uh, the info's on Patreon, but long story short, if you email me J, the letter J, Bosley, LLC, at jeffbosley.com, I averaged them out. They're actually, to get a nice kind of cardboard envelope and get them shipped out pretty much anywhere in the country and no rush, it's been costing me about 13 bucks. Um, and um, like I, I shipped out a handful of them right before Christmas and 
that cost pretty much makes me break even. Um, if not, sometimes I lose money depending on where I'm shipping them. Um, great, I get a new mic and now there's somebody mowing the lawn next door. So it's gonna pick up that really well. Uh, but yeah, shoot, if you want one, shoot me that. Uh, it, like I said, it's, no, it's not a profit-based thing, it's just to cover costs. Um, and uh, your address in the PayPal scenario, and then Venmo also, it's just my name, Jeff Bosley. And uh, include your address and I'll get those shipped out. I still have a handful of them thanks to Laser Hit Shooters, another company I work with as far as um, it's uh, in-home dry fire target practice. So all this is in the description of the podcast below. And yeah, you know what? Let's get into this sucker of a show and uh, give you guys some reliable entertaining, entertaining segments to make you go, wow, I like that guy. So you can go to the water cooler if people still do that, which I don't think I ever did it in my uh, many years on this planet. But if for some reason you're acting like it's the 30s and you hung around the water cooler, here is some uh, history to make you uh, sound a little smarter. <laughs> Jeez. Extra, extra, read all about it. Life story of Playboy Penny. Extra, extra. <laughs> Good way to start the segment. <laughs> Well, let's, uh, before we get too smart, um, today's quiz. How many sheep does it take to make a sweater? You ready for this? Epic genius? Only one. But you have to teach it to knit. Ow. All right, today in history, January 23rd, 1570. <coughs> Ironic. Speaking of a shot show, and I remember the only reason I say speaking of shot shows is because I'm obviously pro uh, gun under the in the right hands. Um, won't get into the politics on this show, but ironically, because because of shot show, um, I know last year there were protesters because of the Vegas shooting, and since shot show is in Vegas, it was obviously quite a conflict. Uh, but it's ironic today on January 23rd, 1570, it was the first assassination by firearm. J- James Stewart, Jimmy Stewart. First Earl of Moray is fatally wounded with a carbine shot from a window while passing down the street. It's the first recorded assassination by a firearm. He was assassinated by a supporter of Mary, Queen of Scots. Oh, yes. Today, January 23rd, 19-freaking-83, this epic show premiered and is actually a little backstory with this sucker. Feel good opening song. That's what I miss about those shows back in the 80s. That they just felt good. And what's also funny is those shows, the entire opening, whether by a voiceover or just visual, they told you the entire show in the opening. So you could miss seasons of it and get caught up just with the intro. But before I go on any further, if you knew what that was, you're automatically cool. If you didn't know what that was, uh, you might be young, or you might not be cool, or you might be both. Uh, but that was the A-team. And the reason I said that's interesting is nobody really knows, knows this. I didn't know this until I became a Green, or because, until um, the Green Beret world uh, got on my radar growing up. Uh, but the A-team, that's referencing Green Berets. Uh, ODA Alpha, where uh, OD, the A stands for Alpha, uh, Operational Detachment Alpha, an A-team. See, there you go. So that's what the A-team is. Um, I don't know the history of the show. I, don't, I assume that's what they're referencing. I know the movie remake, they referenced Green Berets a little bit. But that's what an A-team is. Uh, and 
it's not how my uh, A team was <laughs> or my ODA, but you know, yeah, January 23rd, 1983. Um, yeah, this is interesting. I found, um, no, that's not good. Boring. This is crazy. In 1960, uh, the U.S. Navy, oh, I'm going to butcher this, butcher this, Bathscape, Trist, descends 35,800 feet into the Marianas Trench in the Pacific Ocean. Find that interesting. Um, boring, boring, boring. <laughs> Today, 19, or 1773, Herbie Hancock was born. If you didn't get that joke, you also aren't cool. Uh, Chris Farley joke. No, no, no. That's John Hancock, born today, 1737. Oh, God. Man, this is a good, good 80s show uh, day thing. Stand by. right again same thing if you recognize that you're cool if you don't you're still okay i guess richard dean anderson mr mcgyver himself i am um, he is his character in that show is so awesome he became a verb where you would go around saying i'll just mcgyver this um i as i sit here i can see my swiss army knife from when i was a kid uh, because of that show, I wanted a Swiss Army knife, and I still have it. Um, and as I was watching, actually, the uh, opening credits to get the audio, uh, to give the actor credit, he was quite a uh, involved performer. Uh, much of everything he does was technically a stunt, and um, he did a lot of it, uh, most of it himself, it looked like. I mean, I'm sure a lot of the bigger stuff he didn't do, but he actually was a very involved actor. So uh, good on him. Born today, January 23rd, 1950. I'm running. I, I'm too many soundtrack or uh, sound effects throughout this, so I'm hammering these last ones out. But this would have a good one too from Blade Runner. Today, January twenty third, nineteen forty four, Rutger Hauer was born. Uh, I, I really honestly know him mostly from uh, Blade Runner. I know he's done other stuff. Excuse me. I think I'm gonna die. Ugh. Um, some births, some deaths. Oh, this is sad. Uh, for those of you who remember a guy tying a boat to his chin and then swimming in the freezing cold ocean, he uh, passed away today, two thousand eleven. Francoise Henry Jacques Lelaine, Jack Lelaine, the American fitness expert. He opened the first U.S. fitness club in 1936. I did not know this. He actually invented the jumping jack. Wow. I'll be damned. Um, designed the first leg extension machines. I use those today, actually. The pulley machines using cables. Um, that's about it uh, on him. I, that's interesting about the jumping jack. I was always wondering. This is I would this is a interesting day. January 23rd, 2005. Emmy winning late night TV shows TV night TV late night host of the Tonight Show for 30 years passes away. Johnny Carson. Um, some births, some deaths, some births, some more, some more, some more deaths, some deaths, some deaths, some more deaths. A lot of people died today. Good lord. A lot of people died. You know, we'll call it a good we'll call it that. Lord. That's today in history. Now we'll do a little bit of a mishmash hybridization of segments with a little bit of Q&A. And today's Q&A is fitness related. So uh, here comes the uh, bastard stepchild of those two segments. Okay, I'm going to get a Bowflex. I'm going to commit. I'm going to get some dumbbells. You know you can't eat dumbbells, right? 
Don't ask questions you aren't prepared to handle the answer to. Today's question comes from, I posted a, you know, an ask me a question thing on my Instagram story on at the Jeff Bosley. Uh, I just assume people want anonymity. So I'll just say from a subscriber to Patreon, I recognize the name. And this individual responded to my question with, um, and I quote, with your article on when, not if, what type, style, method of recovery, in your opinion, is best, end quote. Um, and uh, the article is going to be in the linked in the description below the podcast. It's also on Patreon. And um, But yeah, like the name of the article is Injuries, Not a Matter of If, uh, They Are a Matter of When, Accept It. An attempt at inducing perspective and motivation for the inevitable injury and the physical, mental, and spiritual of how to cope. Now, brutal truth about this article. Um, it's a little bit of tough love, um, but it stemmed from, look, I have, my first injury was a broken collarbone. Um, I, I mentioned it in the article, uh, I was in grade school, maybe seventh grade, sixth or seventh grade, maybe seventh. And uh, never, it, pretty much big injuries ever since. Uh, and so injuries suck and the perspective of the article part the first initial part of it is like yeah it's all relative if you never had an injury it's kind of seems like your life's over um but as you get more unfortunately you get used to it and you just you whine and piss and moan but you realize it's not that big a deal and the brutal truth behind this article is um (laughs) Uh, i was around an individual who had a very minor surgery and was treating it like uh, they had just survived being paralyzed, and I got—I was getting sick of it. <laughs> so, um, I think you could say things at that point. That was probably the thing that ended uh, that person and I's existence, right or wrong. Uh, but it was definitely the straw that broke the camel's back, probably for both of us. Uh, and that's actually part of the reason my bedside manner, or that I, I was able to be professional as a firefighter and working, doing a EMS, but it took every ounce that I could for my bedside manner. Cause I had just been burned out on medicine and it was really hard to, uh, maintain my bedside manner with somebody that was complaining about a, you know, whatever, whatever ambulance call we got called on, like a, especially if they were using the system to their advantage, it was really hard to maintain bedside manner when I've seen people dying. Uh, and so, um, that's where this article came from. Um, I was kind of getting sick of it and, um, you know, I piss and moan too when I'm hurt and injured, but, uh, you know, I think this article, I wrote it before it was still, it, whether it was timely or not, it still is a timeless article. And, um, it t- I talk about how you can overcome injuries and you can educate yourself and work around them. Um, I touch on how I had a life changing injury where I, I was only allowed to walk and, uh, initially, I was only allowed to walk down a flight of stairs, and even then, they didn't want me to do that. Um, I will, I've never really uh, ex- divulged this injury, um, but it could have killed me or changed my life forever, and I'm very lucky it didn't. And um, so, the article touches on that. Read it. I'm, I'm not bragging, but it is a very good article, and it's a lot of perspective. And to answer that question, um, it's kind of, I'm not really sure exactly what the person is asking, but it says, uh, what type of style or method of recovery, is, in my opinion, is best? Um, I guess if I was to answer that relatively generically, it's uh, aggressive. I think that would be my thing that kind of all, is an all-encompassing answer. Um, and, it, and always under the mantra of hurt, not injured. Um, 
back when you first had ACL uh, surgeries, they used to cast you up for something like six to eight weeks, and then you'd do physical therapy. Uh, and it compl- as science moved on, they realized that was just ridiculous. Uh, and now they almost do like pre, it's called prehab. They do physical therapy before the surgery. Uh, and then uh, they're, they're pretty much kicking the doors down right after surgery, getting you in physical therapy. Uh, perfect example, when I had my first ACL surgery, they had this machine uh, because they took it from my patellar tendon, which is basically the tendon just below your kneecap, to, uh, not below it, like under it, but uh, distal or uh, towards your foot of your kneecap. And then it, the surgery and the ACL repair is way less damaging than when they harvest this big chunk of your tendon below your kneecap. So they put you in this machine that basically bends your knee for you so that that big gash um, doesn't get stiff and you lose your range of motion. And I remember this is actually where I might have changed my life as to how I handled doctors and my, my uh, recovery was I asked the doctor, you know, he said, gradually work it up into, you know, more and more uh, extreme ranges of motion. And I asked him explicitly at one point during the recovery, I go, so in theory, is it hurt if I go to this, you know, to an X number or is it going to actually undo your, the damage or the uh, repair? And he goes, no, that you can't undo the repair. It's just going to hurt a lot. And I was like, say no more game on. And, uh, you know, I'm not a masochist, but I was like, well, I want to be recovered and get my range of motion back. I don't, it's going to, it'll hurt and I'll be pissing and moaning, but it hurt, not injured to an extent. Uh, if that hurt, not injured mentality does end up hurting you, you're an idiot. So that's kind of where I'm thinking, I guess my overall answer for this individual's question is, is be aggressive. Uh, but also the thing I mentioned in the article that comes with a lot of injuries is you learn your body. If I, uh, tear some sort of soft tissue today, uh, you know, ligament or a tendon. I know exactly how to deal with it. I know how to recover from it. I know a doctor that meets me for the first time will be like, Oh, uh, here's protocol. Let's baby it. Be careful. And I'm like, no, I know what I can do. Um, and nothing. And I say this in the article too, nothing I've done aggressively, actually everything I've done aggressively, none of it has been counterproductive. Um, I do have massive arthritis and everything, but none of that has to do with me uh, jumping, jumping the gun or getting back too soon. That's just from uh, the life I've lived. So my hands are massively arthritic. You know, just riding the motorcycle for a few minutes, my hands are just aching. Uh, my knees are arthritic, my spine, my uh, ankles. And that's not from getting, jumping back into the saddle too soon. That, that has nothing to do with it. So my overall answer is what's best is... Um, is what is most aggressive and it's it's all relative uh, for the individual is driving me nuts it was a new injury for uh, this person and so they tended to baby it which all of us have done anybody that their first surgery you tend to baby it and that actually can be bad because it's gonna you're gonna be stiff and weak and uh, you're gonna be off balance your strength is gonna be off balance because you're babying it so much and trust me uh, depending on the injury we're talking about in this hypothetical um, the bolts and hardware and stitches and crap they use is you're not going to undo it by walking around an apartment. Uh, obviously, if you fell down a flight of stairs, there's risk because it's a freshly repaired injury. But um, it's all relative. So it's kind of hard to answer this question because I'm not totally sure what you're asking. But overall, the type uh, style of method, I would say, is, is aggressive uh, but smart um, because... If you baby it too much, you're going to regret it more than uh, the other way around, I believe. So be hard. Do what they say. Do the physical therapy. Uh, I guess that's the other thing I would say is a lot of it is absurd and mundane. But 
be out to prove them that you don't need them anymore. Um, the life-changing surgery, uh, I had to go to physical therapy afterwards, and shortly after, very shortly after, they said, you don't need us. Take the exercise sheet home and do it yourself. You know, they realized it was absurd. So work, uh, work the physical therapist out of a job. Do your homework do it dil- diligently. Uh, you know, like especially those little, like if you have a shoulder repair, you know, they're going to have you do all these weird little small weight things and it's going to be annoying, but you know, you got to do them. And, um, so smart, not hard and hurt versus injured. <laughs> I hope that answered your question. Uh, feel free to ask and I'll elaborate and chime in again later. So that has been fitness Q and a chat. Thanks. Continuing the mishmash hybridization of segments now. This is where people start either rolling their eyes or sneaking up to the edge of their seat going, wow, let's, let's see what he has to vomit today. But now, here's where I'm going to mix a little bit of motivation and a little bit of relationship talk. God help us. And none of this is jaded. Well, I always feel like I have to say that disclaimer so people don't think I just uh, started creating podcasts to piss and moan. Uh, but sometimes that's good too because odds are uh, we're not that different as humans and somebody might be thinking about the same stuff they want to piss and moan about. But today is not a uh, piss and moan thing. It is a genuine thing that comes from a heartfelt place, but it is based on real world experiences. But it is not uh, whatever, blah, 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 disclaimer. Uh, but this is a current event for me. Um, I've mentioned it on various uh, platforms. I'm really trying to get my health together. Um, I work really hard and I love working really hard, but there's just a lot of stuff I need to work on. Uh, as I get older and I've been going a million miles an hour for decades, um, my body is not okay with it anymore. And so I'm being very, very diligent about my sleep habits. Uh, you know, if I stay out late, I sleep in longer to compensate. Um, really working on eating clean and getting rid of all my crap and preservatives and sugars and blah. Uh, but one of the biggest things I'm working on right now is, uh, my health, which is like sleep and rest and just recovery basically. And that brought me to a topic based on a current event. I won't get too much into the personal details, but, uh, the topic, and I'll just look at my note. I thought of this in the gym today. Um, I was talking to my doctor, Dr. Gabriel Lyon. She's tagged in this. She's a, a badass who is always on my ass about getting my, uh, my shit together. And um, uh, I know uh, this came up after her and I were texting this morning. Um, she's in New York, and so she's up the same time I am here in L.A. earlier. And I wrote uh, in my note is, if people don't support your health, F them. And obviously, if somebody directly and overt or, uh, blatantly says, I don't care about your health. That's pretty easy to say they don't care. But some people accidentally and passively via their actions or or lack of understanding or lack of um, willingness to uh, accommodate your health desires, that also after, you know, after a certain amount of time, F them too. You know, if like, for example, if people have known me going a million miles an hour for a long time, probably aren't used to me saying, no, I need some sleep or no, I need some rest or whatever. So it'll take them a hot minute to go, oh, Jeff's not messing around. He's really saying no, or he's not going to do this. And he means it. So they've, I've set a pattern with them. And so that's going to take them a hot minute, but most of the people I surround myself with get it. And hell, they've probably been telling me I need to rest for years anyway. Uh, and then, but some new people might come in your life, my life and right, wrong, a different, uh, ill willed or otherwise, 
most of the time, probably not. Um, they may refuse to heed your, uh, discipline or your dedication or your focus or your lack of compromise or negotiation when it comes to your health. And that might just mean it's not, uh, time in your guys' lives to sink or overlap as friends or otherwise. And I'm sure a lot of people are going through the similar things, whether it's with like health, sleep, any new habit they're trying to establish fitness. A lot of people haven't been, ex- you know, exercising in the, their own fitness world forever. And all of a sudden now they're incorporating this new lifestyle and the people around them aren't used to it. And that happens all the time in fitness. <clears throat> and so it kind of allows you to filter out who needs to be in your life. You know, uh, uh, an example without going too deep into it. Uh, I work on this show and it's a set time. It's, I, I consider this my job and, uh, come hell or high water at 7 PM at night, my electronics are off and I'm getting ready to wind down and go to bed. Uh, blue light is messing with my body. My cortisone is all jacked up. And, uh, so at seven o'clock I need to turn off and wind down. That's not negotiable. And so if uh, somebody chooses to do a surprise visit and say, hi, I will say no. (laughs) Uh, Work needs to be done. Rest needs to be had. And if that pisses you off and you can apply this to you in your life, uh, you can give it a minute, maybe a strike one, two, and three. And if it continues uh, invoking jaded anger from the other person, all right, that's probably easy for y'all to say the same thing I, I say of like, well, you're nice, but you're not getting my, des- my what I need to do for myself. And I said this in other podcasts, if you're not if you're not well and you're not taking care of yourself first, you're useless to everybody else. And so that kind of transcends into the second hybrid part of this segment is uh, they, they say it, there's memes about it everywhere. But look, if you don't have your if you're not right, you're not right to get in any sort of relationship, romantic or otherwise. You know, like you can take on friends because that's a little bit more uh flexible. Uh, but you know, it's, I, I highly think it's not right for us as, as uh, individuals to, if you're going through some stuff that isn't exactly conducive to giving other people dedicated and, uh, sincere amounts of time, just platonic or, or otherwise, it's not really your place to, you know, expand your tribe if you can't give it back, you know? And so, and especially in relationships, if you don't got your shit together and you're, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to use the word messed up, but if you're jaded and scarred and messed up or whatever from your last relationship, you you know, particularly a romantic one, it's going to be a hot minute before you recover. And you need, we all need to be aware of that. Quit, quit thinking uh, that you have to be in a relationship around a bunch of people. It's almost easier. It's nice to have a support system. Don't get me wrong, but it's almost easier to have less people because I think if you're a good person, your instincts are to try to do stuff for other people. But you know, if uh, I think a lot of us hope a lot of people I surround myself with aren't inherently selfish people. And so myself and these, the same individuals I associate with probably immediately think, Oh, I got to take care of myself. It's coming across selfish. And so it makes it hard to say no. Um, and in my scenarios, I've mentioned previous, uh, I felt like a real big dick when I was like, uh, my, you know, my phones are off because they're silent for the show. Um, and I'm recording and, you know, it's not, if I was at a regular job, nobody could just swing by and say hi. So I felt first, I felt like a dick. I was like, no, I can't just stop what I'm doing. I'm working. Uh, and no, I'm not going to stay awake because that's not negotiable. I've, I've told you before, you know, I felt like a dick, but it also made me go, you know what? I, I guess at the end of the day, I say this in other shows too. If you can put your head on your pillow and the people that have been with you longest and who are closest to you are back in your play, you haven't done anything wrong. 
hopefully it just chalks up to a misunderstanding or uh, just certain individuals aren't supposed to exist in the universe at the same time or what, I don't know. But there's a certain amount of selfishness that's allowed. And I really think uh, if people aren't supporting health, that's, I mean, if somebody doesn't support a wazoo goal, that's that's a whole nother issue. But if they're not supporting your health, what's the argument? What are they going to say? Like, you know, like <laughs> how do they go? Oh, I'm frustrated because you want to be healthy. Like it's, I hear this uh, in fitness stuff all the time when uh, there's a couple and one person decides to get into a fitness lifestyle or change their life and the other one didn't meet them that way and that's not how their relationship started. Obviously, that's an understandable uh, conflict because now all of a sudden the other one partner is all about going to the gym and eating healthy. The other person was like, that's not the person I met. That's not the life I want to live. Why don't change me? So it's like, oh, that's a legit argument, but what's the counter argument? Was he a, the non-fitness person going to say to the other person, you know, I don't like you because you're, I, I don't respect it because you're trying to get healthy. That's, that's not a valid argument either. So yeah, it's not like I'm saying, uh, if you don't respect my co- cocaine habits, you can't be my friend. <laughs> but if, you, if somebody doesn't respect my health, uh, particularly my health and my work and my schedule, F them. You know, I don't mean wish people well or wish them ill. Uh, but, uh, I know my friends that listen to the show, my friends I work with on a daily basis, uh, some might tease me, but at the end of the day, they know, uh, I've proven myself and I hope you all are the same way with your situation. I've proven myself to be a loyal, hard worker, etc. So it's not like they go, oh, he's taking care of his health. And then I post a video at a bar, you know, doing beer bongs. Uh, they know I'm going to sleep. So, uh, they know, even though they might give me crap, they know they have no ground, you know, no ground to stand on if they're going to have a problem with it. Cause what would their problem be? Oh, he's, he's taking care of his health. That's stupid. So if anybody's going through something like that, uh, it's almost, um, it's almost easier to, it, if, if you don't know what to mean, a lot of green braids, I know we use this word constantly in our world, but vetting somebody, V E T vetting, it's kind of running them through a reputation check, if you will. It vet it, it passively vets the kind of person they are, and it's kind of it's kind of nice to go. Oh, that's easy. One less uh, thing to worry about. <laughs> Doesn't mean you want them to get hit by a bus, but you're just like, oh, okay. Well, that's we're not going to jive. Uh, and again, platonic or friends, it goes both ways. Obviously, if it's a relationship, that's something you don't even want to take tr- tr- go for because obviously, right from the get go, that's bad. But uh, it's obviously it's one less person in your tribe you got to worry about. And then like I touched on, it's kind of a hybrid of that. If you're getting your, you know, I'm using me, I use me, obviously I, I'm, I'm my source material for all of the podcasts, but you know, I'm still trying to get a lot of my crap together, but out, other than health, you know, in relationship world. So I'm trying to get my health together and be selfish with that. Uh, and I don't have my world together as far as my relationship brain. It is not in, in, it's not even remotely cool to consider getting in a relationship. No matter if God himself comes down and goes, here's your soulmate. I'm like, well, the soulmate's going to have to wait. I got some stuff to deal with. So don't be, a, don't be afraid to say that. I think most people listen to me, even some of the baddest ass or the baddest ass. They're still at the end of the day, good, nice teddy bears that just want to treat their, uh, you know, if you're a guy that want to treat their women, right. If you're a woman that wants to treat their man, right. Or depending on your, the, the team you bat for, treat your significant other, right. Whatever. At the end of the day, most people that listen to me and associate with me are good people as far as I know. And I assume so, you know, let your conscience be your guide. If your mom's proud of you, or your dad's proud of you, or the people you value the most, their opinion, the most, if they're proud of you drive on let your head hit that pillow and go to bed and take care of yourself. All right. 
an abbreviated show, but I was able to churn it out and play catch up and be, you know, grown ass responsible adult and, and stick to my word. Uh, so here is Wednesday's show. Thank you. And again, um, now that these are all kicked out free, um, your patronage is, um, I don't want to say more important, but it, it has a, I don't know, has a unique angle to it. So it really means a lot to me having you here and listening. And I truly genuinely mean it. Um, create this for you. Uh, the, because of its setup now, it's everybody can, I mean, I, I'm here to cater to you. Um, I'm obviously still want to be myself, but I still want to make everybody happy. And um, this is a team effort. Um, you are now part of my journey. That uh, sounds a little uh, huggy and hippity dippity, but it's true. You are literally part of this. And so I hope I'm giving you what you want. I have a lot of guests I'm going to line up. And in a weird way, because now it's not this transactional tit for tat, this for this many podcasts, I'm probably will be more efficient and be more uh, consistent for whatever odd reason. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be churning out a lot of content here, uh, giving you guys uh, your money's worth, so to speak, um, without an official deal. Uh, but that's about it. It is Wednesday. Go forth. Um, and please know uh, I'm I'm loving being a part of this and part of y'all's lives. Um, a lot is going on. The Jack Reacher thing is in full force. Uh, without getting too much into it, I uh, got to get a haircut tomorrow for a little something that might be going on. Um, again, the LA Fit Expo is this weekend. I just found out uh, in between segments, I'm actually taking over their Instagram account Saturday and Sunday. So a lot's going on. It's gonna be a good couple days um, in spirit of going to uh, the play tonight. I'm actually probably gonna like do a little bit of pre-sleeping uh, to stay true to my get rest mentality and uh, go do stuff with life. <laughs> uh, please stay in touch email me fans at jeffbosley.com hit me up on patreon any of the social media platforms and uh, let's let's reach out and touch one another uh, without breaking laws so it's wednesday hump day go forth conquer kick ass be relentless adios everyone thanks thanks